When you've been saved 77 years, which is the truth about me, I'm 93 now, you're a very dangerous man. <laughs> very dangerous. When I was young, I was full of pride conceited, smug, hypocritical. Now that I'm old, I'm full of pride, conceited, <laughs> smug, hypocritical, but I know it. I am aware of God's principle that the truth makes free. And if you will not own truth, you cannot disown the place you're in. Did you know that? You cannot leave what you're in till you have the truth you're in that place. All right, maybe I should be over there, but I'm not, I'm here. But how do I get there if God wants me over there? By embracing the truth. Oh, we've got a new railway station. Have you? Yes. Beautiful. Freshly painted. That's the station master. Another word for the pastor. These are the porters. Another word for the elders. We've got toilets, ladies, gents, a snack bar, sandwiches, coke, coffee, tea. You can leave your left luggage here. Oh, everything is brand spanking new. A lovely new railway station. Oh. What time is the next train? The next train we don't have any trains that come to this railway station oh why don't you well you see nobody 
laid the track. And the train only runs on a track. And if there's no track, there's no train of grace ever comes to the railway station. Oh, nobody laid the track. God married grace to truth and there's no divorce. So because there's no track, there's no train. Whether that be a collective company of people that we call a church, or you could say a railway station, or whether you're talking about an individual Unless you've laid the track, you'll never have the train of grace. How about that? Test what I say. Don't believe me. Test what I say. Did you ever before meet a preacher who said, don't believe a word I say? Well, you've met one now. Watch the witness of the Spirit. It's the Holy Ghost that guides into truth, not the preacher. Hopefully, we believe that the preacher is sufficiently in the mind of God that we can listen to him. But it doesn't necessarily follow. Watch the witness. Inside you is a little cell phone God beat you to the punch long before cell phones were invented from the moment the midwife cut you off from your umbilical cord not your umbilical cord your umbilical cord from that moment you were on your journey and God put a cell phone in you and that cell phone responds to the Spirit of God and if I declare truth you should have a witness in your cell phone in your spirit
It's not for me to say, now listen you, this is truth. You've got to believe me. Oh no. No. You have within you a divine cell phone called a spirit. And the Holy Spirit of God can sovereignly interrupt your life at any point and touch your spirit. Now, afterwards, you'll have to believe it in your heart. It's first on and then it's in. But you can lose what's on, but you don't lose what's in. Test what I say. Jesus said, <clears throat> You make void the Word of God through your traditions. How much of your life or my life is ruled by tradition? Now, when you've been a Christian 77 years, fashions change. Let me have a look. I'll guarantee if you'd lived 77 years ago, the majority of you women would have all be turned out of the church because you're wearing men's trousers. <laughs> oh, you say, no, no, no. We're in jeans. They didn't say that 70 years ago. They would have said, there's the door, out. You do not dare insult God by coming in here in men's trousers. I've traveled through 45 countries. The strange thing is the traditions of one country contradict another. Who's right? I go to some countries and after a meal they show their approval by going <coughs> and the host smiles. Now if I came to you and after your meal, I go, <coughs> you say, what a rude man. <laughs> a man went into a public house. We call that in England a pub. A place where they drink beer, wines, and so on. He ordered a pint of beer. 
The bar attendant brought the pint of beer and put it on the counter. He paid for it. He took out of his pocket a little packet and he opened it <coughs> and he poured round the glass of beer the powder. The bar attendant stared at him. He says, what are you doing? Oh, he says, I always do this. Yes, all right. But what are you doing? Well, he says, you see, it keeps the elephants away. The bar attendant said, what? <clears throat> he said, it keeps the elephants away. But he said, there aren't any elephants. No, he said, it's a very good powder. Did you ever consider that that is a picture of you? No, no, no. Jesus says you make void the word of God through your traditions. Have you any traditions to keep the elephants away? How ridiculous. But even when the bar attendant told him there aren't any elephants, he still clung to his belief. Did you consider? Do I consider? It could be me. The man that God used to open the church you remember the story Peter on the rooftop and the word of God came rise Peter kill and eat oh dear that was a snorter for the vegetarian kill and eat oh we don't believe neither did Peter you know what he said to God not so Lord one two three words not so Lord you can have any two But you can't have the three, sister. You can say, not so. 
Og den sagde, så lort. But you can't say, not so lord. If he's lord, you can't say no. If you say no, he's not lord. Now Peter stood on what? The word of God. And he was wrong. If he wasn't wrong, what are you doing here tonight? Answer that one. You see, there was a fellow waiting downstairs called Cornelius. And he wasn't a Jew. He was a Gentile, like most of us. And Peter gave God his own word. I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And my standard is what you've taught me. I don't eat the pig. Blah, blah. Rats, mice, things with a particular hoof and so on. You told me in your word not to eat those things. Not so, Lord. I have never eaten anything common or unclean. You know something? If God hadn't altered that, you and me would not be here tonight. The Jews were the chosen. You and I were outsiders, Gentiles. But God gave Peter a word that which I have cleansed call not thou common. Many years ago before some of you were born I'm talking about 60 years ago I met a Jew and this old Jew <clears throat> he looked at me And he said, Young man, did you ever know of a Jew die of cancer? 
I didn't know whether I did or I didn't. But he looked so fierce. I said, no. He says, no. And you never will. Do you know, young man? I was young once, you know. He says, do you know, young man? Why a Jew never dies of cancer? <coughs> I said, no. He said, he doesn't eat the pig. From that moment, for 13 years, I never touched bacon or pork. 13 years. I was governed by that word that he gave me. Then one day, I read this in the word. <clears throat> now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Blah, 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 and so on. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For, are you listening? For, every creature of God is good. And nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Bless you. When you're 93, you don't drink in a meeting. <clears throat> you know why? <clears throat> For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Do you say your grace? Well, why do you say it if you don't believe it? For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Well, I saw that. And I had a witness on it. Do you know what I mean by a witness? The witness of the Spirit makes the dead letter of the Word live in you. That's the difference between the dead letter and when you declare that is the word of God to me 
You know the difference. You do. You don't. You do. You don't. Well, waggle your heads, wobble, or do something. Am I, am I speaking your language, or, or am I not? Do you know the difference? Whereby you can stand and say, God said that to me. He just didn't say it recorded in a book called the Bible, but the Spirit of God quickened it and made it live. Me. Oh. Hallelujah, Daddy. Hallelujah. Is this your daddy? Look after him. You'll never have another one. Oh, hallelujah. The difference between breath, anointing, and sap and death when a branch has sap it bends and it yields but if there's no sap it soon snaps no sap soon snaps but it's the sap that's the life. Now, the same thing, the breath of God, which we call the anointing, makes a dead letter live. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Did you know that, brother? Amen. That's the difference. It lives. And you say, the Lord said that to me. To me. You can say what you like. But God set me free from what you think. He witnessed to me in here. And I know that I know that I know that I know. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> That's the difference. <sighs> what a man believes rules him. Did you know that? You don't rule your believing. Your believing rules you. The people of this world, they know that, and they get a hold of children, and from about five or six, they brainwash them. And by the time that child, instead of being six, is sixteen, or by the time that little girl, sweet and innocent, at six, is brainwashed by the time she's 16, she can carry a bomb in her bosom and blow a bazaar up. And 20 people are killed through a sweet little brainwashed child 
who was persistently like a dripping top invaded. And so she believes. She blows herself up. Or he blows himself up. And they've been told lies, lies, lies. You go to heaven. And it'll be wonderful up there. And all you've got to do is get rid of this whole world down here and kill these people for Allah. And they do it. They're ruled by their believing. Amazing. I'd never been in church or chapel till I was 15. And when I received Jesus, God cleaned out all the slush in my life. I was full of it. I'd been brought up in superstition. If you break a mirror, it's unlucky. You'll have seven years bad luck. Don't cross anybody on the stairs. You'll fall out with them. Don't cross knives on the table. It's unlucky. And all this slush and muck filled my life. I had a mother who was so ingrained with superstition. I was 12 before I questioned it. She'd stand at the door and she'd handle the knob and I'd listen to her muttering. And of course, over the months, I heard the words. And she would say, <clears throat> eight, nine, ten, poison devils. Eight, nine, ten, poison devils. Eight, nine, ten, poison devils. I think I was twelve when I said, why do you do that? at the kitchen door, mother. She was embarrassed. She said, you shouldn't listen. I said, I can't help it. She was a slave to the devil, to fear. She believed in luck. Thank God. After I got saved, the whole family got saved. But it began with me at 15. And I was the product of a godless, blaspheming home like that. And the only thing that we believed was luck. And Jesus slushed it all out. My mother would believe it's unlucky to put your foot on the lines of the pavement and she'd step over them if she was undoing a ketchup bottle or, 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 or something on the table she'd go through the formula 8, 9, 10 poison devils then she'd do it up then she'd undo it 8, 9, 10 poison devils and she'd do that three times before she'd open it to get out what was in. 
That was the kind of home I was brought up in. But oh, hallelujah. Jesus came. And now, I don't believe in luck. I believe in goodness and mercy. And they're following me all the days of my life, even at 93. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. If you're not excited, get excited. Hallelujah. Now, traditions change. A church can gradually slip into a religious club. Do you know that? Many churches backslide and they become religious clubs. The Spirit of God is quenched. Jesus takes a back seat. Some, they believe in tradition and they dance. Others clap their hands. Others go up and down, waving flags up and down. Others, they do this, they do that, they do this and that. Others locate the mind of God to a platform. That's quite a respectable platform. It could fulfill the purpose <clears throat> which I trust it does here. But you know, in some churches, the platform is the coward's castle. You know what I mean? You don't? We are the clergy. You are the laity. And all that you're required to do is come regularly, occupy a seat while we do everything and you do nothing except don't forget to pay your money <laughs> that's important now some <clears throat> they come jackets ties traditional Others come in shorts. <laughs> I was in shorts last week down in Bogota. But, well, I've got trousers on. But whether you wear trousers or shorts or jeans or whatever you do and whatever you play, 
I don't know where our dear sister is or where the guitarists are, but if you're not doing this <clears throat> to the glory of God, get out. Brother. That's blunt. But it's the truth. Whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Well, who do you think you are? Well, what about you? All right. <clears throat> Come on. Now sit down, shut up, and let's talk to you. Why are you here tonight, Mr. Preacher? Well, I'm a preacher. Well, we know that. You've told us that 77 years. Isn't it time you shut up and got out? Come on. What right have you to come here and insult us tonight? You're nothing but an old, decrepit man in your 90s. Get out. Well, it could quite easily be the last time. I mean, when you're 93, this could easily be the last time. Thank God we won't have him again. <clears throat> Come on now. Well, well, you see, I had a vacancy on Sunday night. You did? And all you've done is filled a vacancy. God didn't send you? Or did he? Now, if God didn't send you, you don't have God's message. Because only God's messenger has God's message. Did God send you? Come on. Well, come on. Well, I trust I'm here in the will of God. Right. Now then, what are you after? Come on. Out. Well, they might give me some money. Oh, is that why you're here? Come on now. Well, come on now, Mr. Preacher. Let's have the truth. Would you be here if the next stop was jail or if there was no money well I didn't come up with the mushrooms last night I've been in prison for what I believed I walked without my wife for three years. I've been stoned. I've had rotten fruit thrown at me. 
I've had a gun put to my head. Oh. Well, it could be that possibly we can put up with you. You know something? Persecution is God's income tax. All that live godly in Christ Jesus, which should be the reason why you're here tonight, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. How many? All. Oh dear. Big income. Big persecution. Little income. Little persecution. No income. No persecution. Isn't God good? Isn't he good? Everybody loves me. God says, Woe to you when all men speak well of you. Oh God. Makes you look at one another, doesn't it? Eh? Do you accept what Jesus says? You make void the word of God through your traditions. Out! Now there's a fine line if you're being persecuted because you're stubborn, stupid, tactless and selfish, don't kid yourself that you're being persecuted for Christ's sake. And you, Mr. Preacher, it starts with you. But it's not a wonderful thing when all men speak well of you. Woe unto you, Jesus says. Woe unto you. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. You don't like that? Neither do I. But Jesus said it. Do you belong a religious club or a company of people redeemed through the blood of Christ who are committed? Now, I may, I've been here before and I may have said this before. I don't care. <clears throat> if you are never offended by the gospel, there's something wrong. Great peace of they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. And while ever you can be offended, you need to be offended. Now test what I say. I did warn you at the beginning. You say, well, jolly well see, you never come back again. All right, God bless you. I choose that. I didn't come here tonight to put you right. Did you know that? I'm not here to put you right. 
I'm here to be right before God. The Lord never called me to preach to His people. He called me to minister to Him before the people, but to the Lord. So here I am. And if I have offended you, I cannot apologize. Jesus said a prophet is not without honor except. And God says, do you want to please the people or do you want to please me? Now to make a decision. And if I decide to please God, then I minister you make void the word of God through your traditions. Now what your traditions are may be different to mine. I was out in the Middle East once and someone said this to me. <clears throat> the tradition here is if you cross your legs you don't show the sole of your foot that offends. And if you're in Arab company and you're sitting next to the Arab and his wife, he doesn't mind if you put your hand on his wife's knee. But if you put your hand on his sister's knee, you'll kill you. Now, I haven't tried to find out. <laughs> but that's what I was told. That's tradition. You see, it's tradition. I've been in countries, I expect you know this. I remember when Willie Burton, the name might mean nothing to you, and Teddy Hodson, they were in the Congo Evangelistic Mission 50 years ago. And Teddy told me this. He said, the people are glad when I stop. And the women are defecating, making themselves comfortable. They'll cheerio and they'll talk to me and they expect me to talk to them. But he says, Willie Burton won't. He's offended. And he looks the other way. But he says, it's a tradition. They think nothing of it. And in all parts of the world, whether it's tattoos or earrings, I've just recently got delivered from ponytails. <laughs> I can now embrace any man who's got a ponytail. <laughs> if you come out, I'll hug you. But I used to judge. Stupid. Same with a man with earrings. You know the earring, don't you? 
In the year of Jubilee, the prisoners were all set free. And the slave would go to his master and say, I do not choose to go out free, but ever always only be a willing slave of thine. Did you know that? Slavery is God's highest purpose. Did you know that? Slavery is God's highest purpose with the right master. Paul says a bond slave of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yet we've been taught in our society you've got to stand for your rights. Brother, if you've got your rights, you'll be in hell. And as far as earrings go, I pray the Lord will not deal with me to wear an earring. <laughs> because I've judged the dear people who wear earrings. I haven't got set free from that yet. I've got delivered from ponytails. But I can still judge a man who's got earrings. And if any of you men have got earrings, pray for me. Amen. Amen. Mm. It is not what you do that counts. It's why you do it. Not what you do, but why. Did you know that? Your gold is what you do to the glory of God. Whether you dress, what you wear, what you eat, it isn't what, it's why. And how dare I judge you over your what when I don't know your why. And if I don't know you why, how can I judge you? You may be doing what you're doing to the glory of God. David danced with a skimpy little thing round his middle, just covering his unmentionables. And his missus looked at him, and she despised him. And David said, I did it. You be careful. If somebody is doing something to the Lord, well, I don't know who will lay off. He comes in, jacket and tie, smartly dressed. Don't judge him. He must be free to take his tie off, to take his jacket off, and to jump and to dance. He must also be free to keep his jacket on and his tie and sit according to your judgment as if he was made of stone. But you don't know what's going on in the why of his heart. How can you judge him? How dare you judge him? I'm speaking as a man who's still judging. 
Lord, have mercy on me. I know the principle. Thou that judgest, Romans chapter 2, doest the same things. I don't. You do. I don't. You do. That's the Word of God, Romans 2. And you reveal what you do by your unrighteous judgments. Did you know that? The things that irritate you in other people are your own faults. You're looking in the mirror. Bossy people hate bossy people. Self-willed people hate self-willed people. Ooh. That fellow always wants to be in the picture. Oh. What about you? How was it you noticed? Mommy, mom. Oh, these kids. Now what's the matter? Oh, Willie. Well, what's the matter with Willie? Well, he wants a big lump of cake. Well, let him have it. No, I want it. Now, kids are more artless and open than we grown-ups. Little girl, important man, came into the house. Little girl looked at him. She smiled. <clears throat> we have lice. <laughs> it's ever such good fun. We go to school and we don't get lessons. They take us to the nurse and she looks through our hair knits. It's ever such good fun. Do you have lights? <laughs> oh no, you wouldn't have lights. You've got no hair. <laughs> the artlessness when Jesus says, Become as little children. Well, aren't you nearly just about? Jesus says, you make void the word of God through your traditions. Do you do that? Am I doing that? Do we cancel out the word of God through what people think, what people say, the fashions of this world? It isn't what you do, brother. It's why you do it. Your gold is in your motive. Your wood, hair, and stubble may be in your action. But the one thing God sees is whether you do it to Him or not. So, I just leave this with you. Where did I come from? Was I there? Somewhere there. Right, I'm about to come, Greg. Just before I do, let me say... <clears throat>
if you are up here playing a piano guitar when I was young they would have no more had a drum in the church than they would have had a well, I don't know what drums they come from Africa bestiality heathenish things you don't think that if you did you wouldn't have one who's right only those who don't judge if you wanted drum and you beat the drum to the glory of God if you do but if you beat it to impress people with how much noise you can make and I don't know who the drummer is uh-huh. <laughs> but if you can't play that drum to the glory of God, get off it. And if you can't land on this platform and do what you do to the glory of God, get off it. And if I can't minister to the glory of God... get off it that's all I want to thank Arthur for coming again and so Lord bless the offering the song he'd be glad to maybe talk with some of you